Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. Today's reading comes from Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm, Okay, so a gentle answer turns away wrath. A gentle answer. I love this idea of gentleness. And and oftentimes gentleness to us can feel like weakness. Gentleness is, is translated as someone who lacks strength. And it is so not true. It is so not true. Gentleness, actually, as uh, Keller in his writing today talks about, is gentleness is actually oftentimes perceived as tone, right? Now, tone is an interesting topic when we're in a series of words, because we can sometimes just think that that a series on words or a learning about words um, is is um, absent of the way in which words are delivered. But really, tone has as much to do about the words we use as anything else. Tone is uh, perhaps, or maybe I should say this, words are the things that we say, but tone is how we say it, which oftentimes equates to how people receive it, right? This is why that email and text are are kind of a, in a really terrible way if you're trying to convey some kind of emotion because you're leaving the tone up to the reader, right? When you send that text, you are putting all of the tone into the other person's hands. So how they perceive you and the circumstance that they may be in or the circumstance of the relationship will dictate the tone in which they read your message. So you can see, I mean, many, many a couples have gotten themselves in trouble by trying to handle things through text message, right? Uh, if, if any of us were here, you know, grew up kind of in the 80s or, or before that, you know that we did not grow up in era. And I am one of you, please. Okay, so don't think I'm that old, but I'm also not that young. I'm somewhere right in the middle where when you wanted to break up with somebody in high school, um, you either had to handwrite a note or you had to have a, a, a conversation. You couldn't send a text message, which is what so many teenagers do today. And it's uh, it's terrible uh, for many reasons, but man, it would be sure would be nicer, wouldn't it? Because we've all had that time where we had to break up with somebody and you broke up over the phone or broke up in person. Oh my gosh. And you had to look the person in the eye. Oh man, what a, what a, what a, what a reality we used to live in. But nowadays, conversations, Conversations can be so tricky if they're done in text message or email because they lack the tone. They lack the way in which we say the words that we say. Now, let me illustrate it kind of this way. Um, I know that occasionally um, I get a text message from my wife. You know, perhaps it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. The kids are out of school. They're all kind of home. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's around 3.30, something like that. And I'll get the text message that just kind of dings in my, my phone that says, when will you be home? Now, the tone in which that message is delivered, I have no idea. So the only thing I can do is assume the tone when my wife says, when will you be home? So what do I do? I start to make up a story. Uh, Okay, why did my wife text that to me right now? Um, Is it because she misses me and she wants to spend some time with me? And so she's sending this loving, 
hey, when will you be home? I can't wait to spend some time with you. Or is it uh, the kids are getting restless, the house is on fire, the dog is going nuts, and it's more of a, when are you going to be home, right? I don't know. The tone could be either one of those, but it's up to me to decide which tone am I going to read this in. Okay, let me give you another example. Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve have been, so Adam was created by God. Eve was created out of that. They exist in, in, um, in the Garden of Eden in, in perfect harmony with God. In fact, God clearly is a central figure in the garden. They have a relationship with him. Um, and, and then they, they, uh, then Genesis chapter three happens where all of a sudden they eat from the tree of good and evil. The one thing that God commanded them not to do and they were tricked, they were deceived, and they ate from that fruit. And immediately, they ran and hid. They felt shame for the first time. They covered themselves up, and they heard God walking in the, in the garden. And so they ran, and they, they hid from God. And in Genesis chapter 3, there's a profound moment where God calls out to Adam, and he says, where are you? Now, this is written word, and we do not have the tone. And so the question is, what do you believe was God's tone in that moment? Was it a, a frustrated father calling out to Adam going, where are you? Frustrated because he knew what he did, and he knows what's going to have to happen. He's going to have to you know, kick him out of the garden. There's going to be this eternal ramification to what just happened. Or was it the loving father who calls out to Adam, knowing what he has done, knowing what just took place, and feeling a sense of sadness going, where are you, right? What I know about this passage is that that question was not a question for God. God was not calling out to Adam wondering where he was. God was fully aware of where Adam was. And so therefore, the question must have been for Adam, which could mean that that's a question for us as well. Now, your perception of God is going to dictate the tone of that question. Is God this frustrated, concerned father about you? And so he yells out, where are you? Or is he this loving father who wants a deeper relationship with you, is fully aware of what's going on in your life, and just simply ask the question, where are you? You see how much of a difference tone makes in that just that one scriptural story? What I love about what Keller says here is that, that tone really is the one that conveys love for someone else. Tone is, is, is beyond the words that we use. It's the way that we articulate how much we care for another person. In fact, tone is oftentimes how you and I know someone loves us, how much they care for us, right? The words don't have to change if the way the message is given is if it's in a gentle kind of tone. Right? And isn't that what all of us want? We want to build relationships where other people genuinely understand that we care for them. Well, I believe that tone is the critical element here. It's not as much about the exact words that you use. In fact, we can cover ourselves in some of our missteps in the words that we use. If we convey them, we share them in a tone that is gentle and loving and kind. Right? So... Sadly, if some people question if you care about them, right, tone might be the culprit here. If people question if you care about them, perhaps it's a chance for you to kind of hold up a mirror to your own tone, the way that you sort of speak.
In fact, um, my my sister in law recently was showing me this uh, device she got. I don't know. It's a it's like a it's like an Apple Watch, but it doesn't have any screen to it. It's just a device that she wears on her wrist that listens to her all day long. Isn't that a weird concept? She wears a device on her wrist that listens to her. Every interaction she has, every word that comes out of her mouth, this device is. Um, is recording and then it gives her a a um, a report at the end of the day that basically tells her what emotions she felt throughout the day and what percentage of the time. What an odd concept that this device is listening and it's not listening to the words, it's listening to the tone. It's listening to the way something was delivered and it's saying, you were encouraging today. You seemed quite sad today. You were really frustrated today. Isn't that strange that we have these devices now that tell us, well, what that device is doing is basically showing you how important tone is on emotion, mood, and all, and really the implication of that in all of our relationships. So, Let's talk about one more thing here, this idea of being persuasive. Um, Think about arguments, right? Arguments always come with elevated tone. There's a heightened emotion, and then there's usually frustration. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we say to one another, but oftentimes the way that we say them is what gets us into the most danger. Now, you may have a message or feedback or advice that you want to give for another person and your hope is to change them, right? Let me give you just a couple of thoughts. Anytime that you hope to change another person, um, three quick beats. The number one thing that I hope that you feel from this is if your hope is to change another person, make sure that you're taking your own advice. Make sure that it's like something you really do for yourself, okay? Second thing, check your motive. Why on earth do you really want to change another person? Um, you, you really can't. So you got to make sure you're changing yourself and hoping that influences another. So just check your motive a little bit on that. And then lastly, as it pertains to today's devotion, check your tone. Oh my gosh. If we're going to get into a, a yelling match, the louder you get, the only result is the more lost relationships you're going to end up having, right? Tone is what's going to make a huge difference here. Giving criticism or feedback. In fact, I'm going to talk about that in a, in a later devotion, but But really, if you're going to enter into an argument, if you want to persuade another person, tone is what could get you off the rails. And so let's make sure that we check our tone um, in, in, uh, in any kind of, you know, persuasive attempt um, at moving another person. Okay. So as we close, where has your tone gotten you in trouble? Can you think of a time where perhaps you intended to say one thing, but your tone is what confused it, Um, where you kind of got in your own way by the way you delivered, the method got in the way of the message, right? And then what would it look like for you to be intentional with your, your tone to ensure that you get the results that you hoped for, all right? Think about some of those things. And perhaps today you can practice what would it look like to be really intentional with your tone and see if that changes the results that you get in your conversations. So let me close in prayer. God, thank you that um, we get to learn your voice and the tone of your voice by reading your word. I, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to guide us as we open up the book of Proverbs throughout the rest of this year, but also help us as we read um, the rest of your scriptures. Help us to learn your tone. God, we, we want to know what your voice sounds like so that we can practice that. 
Um, and tone makes such a significant difference, doesn't it, God? We, you, we know that you know that. So would you help us to have wisdom and the ability to um, practice a, a kind of tone that is gentle and leads towards increased healthy relationships as opposed to um, destructive ones. So God, help us to hear ourselves when we talk today and evaluate our tone as the other person may be hearing us. So God, thank you for that. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.